Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. My name's Andy Mitten and I'm stood outside Old Trafford. It's three hours before kick-off in the League Cup game between United and Ipswich Town. It's a drizzly, grey, dank Manchester afternoon, which is a shame because it was quite bright earlier on. I'm stood in among the stalls which sell burgers. I can smell the onions. I can hear the generators and the signs around me saying good honest six ounce beef burgers hot dogs and chips classic cafe 100% gourmet burgers that type of stuff so there's not many people around at the moment but there are some United fans here and I'm with uh, Rob Black Rob is uh, a, a lifelong United fan I first remember seeing Rob on a coach to the city ground in Nottingham in 1988 an official coach and it was pulled over on the side of the M1 for a police escort into the centre of Nottingham. And I remember Rob singing, we don't need an escort. And I was about, I was 1988, I was 14. And I was really impressed that these lads at the back, who were probably 16, were telling the Nottinghamshire constabulary that they did not require an escort. Welcome to United We Stand's podcast, Rob. What have you made of United so far this season? Not bad. I think they'll do something this season, hopefully a cup but uh, they're still progressing with these new players and stuff I think they could do something you like Van Hall? yeah why? because yeah. he did it everywhere where he's been Barcelona Bayern Munich now United mm. I think he's got a chance mm. yeah which of the new signings have most impressed you and have any disappointed you so far? Uh, Mars and the other few, yeah. yeah. You like Martial? Yeah. Yeah, yeah decent. How long have you been following United and now going to games? Since 74. Wow. Yeah. How old were you in 74? Four year old. And who started taking you when you were four? My dad and all that. That Stratford end seats. Yeah? Yeah. And then, as time progressed, did you stay in the Stratford end seats? What, what, no, I went... Move? In United Road and stuff like that. And you used to start chance off in the United Road, didn't you? Yeah. When you were a kid. Pretty yeah. unmistakable figure. Oh, aye. It was brilliant. Why was it brilliant? Them days when we won nothing, it was the genuine supporters that went. Nowadays, it's not the genuine supporters that went. So you'd get the songs going? Yeah, yeah. What, like? Anything. Back to the days of the United Road? Yeah. Cover, 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 United Road and all that. And it was, a, it was a standing paddock in front of the United Road seats and yeah. it probably held six or 7,000 people. Yeah. And it got busier yeah. the closer you got to where the away fans were. Yeah. And then there'd be one, two or three pens separating the away fans. Yeah. It was brilliant. When I, I yeah. stood on the Stratford end. I didn't go in the United Road. Yeah. But I didn't like United Roaders. No, yeah. I didn't mind <laughs> But there were times when Old Trafford had four or five or even six pockets of vocal areas. Yeah. You had the Stretford end, left yeah. and right, maybe centre on yeah. a good day. Um, United Road, yes. you'd have the scoreboard, yeah. you'd have K, yeah. even have the Stretford end sing, yeah. seats chipping in as well. Yeah. Which one was the best? I'd say when I got a bit older I went to United Road. Yeah? Yeah. What have been your highlights as a Manchester United fan? You've been everywhere, haven't you? Yeah, the 80s in, with Barcelona. 84? Yeah, 84, yeah. The 3-0? Yeah. And what Juventus as well. Yeah? Yeah. Anything more recent than 30 years ago? Uh, European Cup final in 99. Yeah? Yeah. Barcelona. 
Are you optimistic about the future of the club, not just the team, or do you think it's changed beyond? It's changed to beyond recognition, really. For better or for worse? For worse. Why? Because they don't give the tickets to the supporters. I saw earlier on Twitter Dave Pye, who yeah. is a lad we both know, who yeah. goes absolutely everywhere, yeah. and he tweeted Man United and. and Dave's not a knee-jerk reactionist by any stretch. He's a very sensible yeah, lad. Yeah, no, no. And he said he's in the loyalty pot. He's one yeah. of 780 people. And I think he it's said... The same with me. You're in it as well. Yeah. And he said he'd been rejected for three of the five away games so far yeah. this season. Yeah, Arsenal, Everton. Yeah. Uh, Swansea. And you? Yeah. You're the same? Yeah. So you're in the lo- you're one of 780. Yeah. And you've had a knockback yeah. for three of the five so yeah. far. yeah. And that's in an allocation of 3,000 people. Yeah. So you wonder where the tickets are going. Yeah. And when you go to Arsenal away, you'll look around that away end because it's in London, because there's more money in London, because yeah. people can afford to yeah. get to pay top end in London. And you think, who are you? Never seen these people before. Yeah, it's right. I mean, sometimes I don't envy United's situation in terms of distributing the tickets. You can't possibly keep everybody yeah. happy. No. But... When I see someone like Pyman or yourself yeah. getting knocked back for tickets, that saddens yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, United against Ipswich, biggest game you've ever been to, I'm sure. No, no, no. <laughs> what, what do you think of the League Cup this year? Is it a competition United should be taking seriously? I think it is, yeah. Put some young players in and that. I think uh, you've got a good pun, uh, possibility to do it. Yeah. And, and a, a cup worth winning for Van Hal. Yeah. With Tony Bass, Tony's another person who you've seen around the world watching Manchester United. What have you made of United so far this season, Tony? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting to see because, uh, as I said, I met you in, uh, was it Bruges? Yes. Yeah, and we, we managed to uh, get through that hurdle okay, but uh, I'm not altogether convinced, but I think the, uh, we're going to improve in the near future. The mood seems to swing on each result. You lose at Swansea, you lose at Eindhoven, the doubts naturally increase. And then you beat Liverpool and win again at Southampton. And the mood's pretty good at the moment. But there's still a considerable number of people who... I think they support Van Aal, but they're not that convinced by the football. Yeah, that's right. Um, We've got a very important game against City coming up in a couple of weeks. And we could, in fact, go above them in the table. I don't think we'll end up above them in the table, but we've got a chance at least to... uh, to get those three points off them in the near future. You think United can win the league this year? I don't think so. I don't think um, I don't think we can finish above City. I don't even think we can finish above Chelsea, even though they've had a bad start. But uh, we'll see, we'll see anyway. But we've got we've got a good uh, we've got a good centre forward from uh, what I've seen the last couple of games. What do you like about him? Um, he's, um, he's decisive, isn't he? He doesn't he doesn't dither once he gets the ball. He just goes straight forward. It's very early days yet, but. Uh, I think I think he'll turn out to be a good player. United are playing Ipswich. You've been to Portman Road many a time. Any memories from your time there? Were you there at the six 0 in nineteen eighty? Um, no, we've never lost six 0 to Ipswich. It, it, it just can't happen. It's it's an impossibility. I refuse to countenance it at all. It's uh, it must happen in some parallel universe. And I'm three penalties as well. <laughs> And three penalties, and uh, Gary Bailey was in goal, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. yeah. All right, well, thank you for your time, Tony. All right, cheers. It's five minutes after the final whistle, and Manchester United beat Ipswich Town 3 0. 
I'm in the press room and I'm with Richard Jolly, who is a football writer, works for several publications and he was covering the game this evening. What did you make of it, Richard? I thought it was a, a routine win, a very comfortable win, really a, an ideal night for United in everything other than the fact they only scored three. You might have wanted to score four or five against you know, Ipswich reserves, basically, but if you could have asked United who they wanted to score goals, they'd have certainly said Wayne Rooney, given his lack of goals, particularly against English clubs. He'd have definitely said Pereira, you know, on his full debut, and it was a terrific strike. And obviously for Anthony Martial, just to keep that golden run going, just to keep the momentum going, keep the confidence up, and just see how long it lasts that he carries on scoring like this. What did you make of Pereira's debut? Very encouraging. I thought he was very positive. He looked to get involved. Um, it was noticeable he was cutting in from the left flank. He said, I mean, obviously he'd rather play as the number 10 than the left winger, but there could be a vacancy on the left wing at some stage if Memphis doesn't play every game or if he gets injured. I thought he was, it was interesting that he took the free kick for the goal because there was Rooney there, there was Matter there, and often seniority applies and you'd have expected one of those two to step up. Now maybe that's a sign his teammates recognise that he's got this uh, talent at free kicks. Maybe it's because they're already 1-0 up against championship opposition, but once you've scored one like that, you're going to be able to take more free kicks. Thanks for your time, Richard. I'm with Paddy Crerand. Paddy used to play for Glasgow Rangers and Manchester United. Um, <laughs> We're in the press room after the game. Um, Paddy, what did you make of the story about David Cameron with the pig this week? Can't, I don't like pig meat and I can't stand him either. Well, which one would you want me to tell you? Which well, one I don't like the most? I, when I saw the story, I thought you'd be the type of person to write a letter of support to our Prime Minister <laughs> during this difficult time. Yeah, you have, don't have live you in this, that wait a minute, you don't live in this country. So I pay my taxes, eh? You pay taxes in Spain then? Playing both, mate, unfortunately. No, you must be one of the very few. Wish I didn't. Wish I didn't pay any in any of them, but yeah, I pay... Uh, I can't see it, mate. I'm not going to speak about it. All right, so how about we ask instead about Manchester United's 3-0 win against Ipswich Town? Oh, it was a comfortable result, wasn't it? It was a comfortable result from the off. Once the first goal went in, you're thinking, well, this is easy. Then they scored the second, the game's over. All credit to, to Ipswich, they had a goal which you expect, and they played very much of an attacking formation. Mike McCarthy had a lot of kids playing. They did well. He's done very well, hasn't he? Ah, I think they did well. I don't think Mike, Mike came here expecting to win anyway. So we'll have a go at you, and they did that. They had a big away support as well. They've had ah, the day out. No, I think it's fantastic for the away support. And it's not really a day out when you think some of those people have got to go to work tomorrow, not like you. I, I work hard. I've got big bags under my eyes <laughs> because I've been working hard, writing words every no, single no, day. No, those people at Ipswich yeah, God bless no. them. There was a lot of them here. They've got a four and a half hour journey back home. Yeah, back to the farm. <laughs> um, Pereira on his debut. Done exceptionally well. Nice and sharp and quick and everything they done. I thought it was smashing, actually. I mean, it's a big moment from his score as well, which is fantastic. And um, Martial scored again. Oh, he's just... You're just looking at him and wondering, in total awe, is this kid as good as we think he is, or is he as good as what we are seeing? I'm told by a good source within the club that you've been translating for him because he doesn't speak any Pardon? English. I'm told by a very good source in the club Pardon? that you translate for Anthony Marshall because you speak French. Is Pardon? That, just, just confirm or deny, is that true? I speak better French. No, I don't speak French. You don't speak all. French? No. What, what languages do you speak? I can swear with anybody. That's, yeah. my, that, that's my second language. You speak Irish. Irish. I've got a few words in Irish, but I think they'd be they'd be swear words as well. I reckon after a glass of red wine, 
you'd probably speak a few more words in Irish. Oh, well, that's only a Saturday night that I do that. Sunderland next up. Sunderland are always difficult for United. I mean, not won a game. I know, but they're always difficult to beat when you look at the, the daft results in the League Cup and. They always make it difficult for you. I know United have scraped through. United have not really gone out and beat Sunderland 4 or 5 0, have they? Did they ever in your day? They did, yeah. We beat them. I think we beat them in a cup tie 5 0. Yeah. yeah, they were a great side at oh, times during your career. Well, listen, we played them in a cup tie in actual fact. This was the third game we'd drawn yeah, twice. Yeah, with it's them. a famous game with yeah, famous and then we beat time, them 5 0. Yeah. But it'll not be easy. And then there's a few old players coming back. John O'Shea and Wes Brown will probably be thinking they want to do something to prove something. So after the defeats in Eindhoven and in Swansea, the mood was a little bit deflated. The mood's better now. Well, the mood's fantastic. I mean, the the result in Eindhoven was just one of those results you think, well, did that really happen? Unfortunately, it did. Do you reckon if you would have played tonight, you could have done a job? No. Why? 75, 76. Yeah, but, you know, can you still pass the ball well? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think so. So if you would have spoke to the lads around you... Yeah. Oh, let me tell you, so you don't think I'm going to go out there and play for 200 grand a week, do you? No, but it's not a question of money. <laughs> you think, can you do it or not? I think it'd be brilliant. Do you? Oh, if you yeah. came on. Yeah, you, yeah. So you weren't even born before I was finished. No, I just think it'd be brilliant if they brought you on. And, like, <laughs> I reckon if you would have played tonight... Well, it'd be a good you, laugh. United would have still won. Ah, oh, they'd have anyway. I'm, I'm just, is that the scores up there? I'll leave you to it, the manager's press conference. Oh, Questions or not? What do I make of it? What? The game, the result, the performance, what? The game for us all. Man United deserved to win. They dominated the first half. Second half, we started well, had our chances, didn't score them. Give a free kick away, cost us a second, and it was probably a done deal then. Given the team that you've changed your entire team from the last league outing, you must be pretty pleased with the. I'm delighted with them. I said it's difficult when you come and you've lost 3-0 and you're saying well done lads and I'm pleased with them but you know, I've got Johnny Power back playing which I'm delighted with. Uh, all the back four, you know, Josh Emanuel is a hell of a learning curve for him. Um, Kevin Brew back playing, having missed a lot through injury. I thought Tommy O really did well in the game. Uh, some real good pluses but we've been but I could have put any team out against that team and Probably still being beaten. The bookies wouldn't have been giving too many good odds on us, whatever team I'd have put out. Yeah, I said to you, didn't I, at uh, Doncaster, I'm playing the same team. And then, of course, Manchester United was drawn. I said, well, I might have to rethink that. But that was never going to be the case. I was always going to play the same lads. They, I have to show faith in them as well. That uh, when I do want them to play in the league, that I'm not worried about playing them, so I hope they get that feeling from that game. When you picked your team, did you expect the Manchester United team to be as strong as it was? Yes, I didn't expect him to tinker with it. They lost at MK Dons last year through doing that. I think they need to win a trophy. I'd imagine a home tie against Ipswich, you wouldn't want to see an upset, so we made sure with a good strong team. What does tonight's performance <coughs> tell you about the strength of your squad going further ahead? Obviously with the well, I, 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 I know looking at them, there's, there's players I can play without any reservations at all in the first team. I knew that anyway, but it's added a few to it, I think, um, and comfortable in the knowledge that I've got a strong squad going forward with the league games coming up. It's probably important for people like Tommy Orr and Josh, last year to get going under their belts, 
course it is. If when when did they get that game? I know it's a big game, and I know we've had loads of fans, and they were brilliant. But they were still brilliant at the end. So I thought I saw a really good, spirited second half performance. Uh, but I've I've been to places like Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal, Liverpool with my best full strength team, and had a doing. Uh, I wanted to stick with the lads who's got us here, and they deserve to play. Okay, questions. Your assessment of Andreas Ferreira's competitive debut Manchester United? I think uh, we have to uh, evaluate the game and not an uh, individual player. Um, he had a big participation in that game, of course, because he shoots the free kick in at, uh, at a fantastic way. But yeah, we know that he's doing that, he's training on that, so that's also the reason that he may take uh, the free kick. But uh, like all the other players, uh, there's a lot of improvement, space of improvement for Andres, Andrea Reyes uh, Pereira, but also for, for all the other players. But the result was great and uh, we don't have injuries, uh, I brought uh, players in, uh, I rotate players, uh, Phil Jones uh, has played uh, a lot of minutes, so uh, I'm a happy coach, I think. So you said in the programme about everyone keeping their feet on the ground regarding Anthony Martial, how difficult is that going to be if he continues to score goals the way he has? Yeah, that is not so difficult because uh, he is a player who is very modest and he knows that uh, that he can score and, and that he can score because also of his fellow players. And uh, we made him uh, two times very easily uh, because uh, we won the game and then the gaps are uh, existing and then with his speed and, and his uh, composure, yeah, he, he can score. And he did it also against uh, Liverpool, and now again. Uh, so, we are happy, but still we have to uh, keep our feet on the ground. Now, as a top club in the championship, so uh, I don't know. Uh, Marshall Bout, uh, uh, the, the, the scout, shall analyze the opponent always, like he did also with Ips, with Town. So he shall do that with Middlesbrough also. But it is one of uh, the top clubs, so it's, it shall not be easy. Also this game, you have to do it. It is never easy. And uh, I'm very happy with the result. I'm happy with the draw because we are playing at home. And we have to travel a lot this year, so it, it, it's uh, fantastic that we can uh, stay at home. So, uh, yeah, I can only say I'm happy. With the established, established players you have and, and the money you've spent on, on important players, how realistic is it for someone like Andreas to, to come a, a regular, if you like? I, mean, I know you said you have to evaluate the performances, but is it realistic for a young player like him to... Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, 
his position, you have seen it, he can play on 7, on 10 and 11. That is the right winger, the left winger and 10. I think he played... Um, uh, he can play in all, all these uh, p p positions and his competitors are uh, Jong, Memphis Depay, Mata, Herrera, <laughs> Fellani, uh, Rooney, yeah, who, uh, a lot of players, Lingard, because Lingard can also play at 7, 10 and 11. That's the reason that I, I keep these players. Uh, because then uh, I can... Uh, I don't have to keep so many players because I have uh, multifunctional players in Lincoln uh, and also in, in Pereira. But they have to compete with, with the other players. And uh, what is then uh, realistic, yeah, that is dependable of the level of the players. And uh, believe me, I, I put always the best player in the lineup when he is uh, working for the team. Okay, thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. Marcus Rojo, So you have seen that I chase every player but, uh, except the left-footed player. So Daily Blind has played all the minutes. And Smalling was, uh, had also played all the minutes. Because of that I, I rotate him, bring him out, Jones in. And the same was Kwamata. These were the only players who played all the minutes. And now only Blind has played all the minutes. No, because left-footed players are injured. Shaw and uh, Rojo. So I have a problem. <coughs> it's about an hour and a half after the final whistle. I've just come out of Old Trafford and met up with all the lads who sold United We Stand. It was raining heavily before the game but it dried out a little bit and as I was walking away from the ground I was speaking to saying hello to people and seeing people I recognised who, who work for Manchester United and sometimes people who work for the club they get a bit of a raw deal because people think United are this big corporate beast and I see so many people most of them Mancunians working class Mancunian people who've worked at Old Trafford for years the stewards the, they work in the kitchens the Manchester United fans and they get no praise at all. They don't look for praise, but as I walked away from the ground then, I just thought they're an important part of the club as well. They don't do any media. They're not allowed to speak to anybody, but hats off to them. I'm sure they're all listening to this podcast. So I'm with five of the lads who've been selling. The Capital One draw has just been made and Manchester United have been drawn at home to Middlesbrough. Anthony Shaw, what do you make of the draw? Well, it's not ideal really because... The money comes out next week. Um, not something I always um, plan for, you know, in terms of <coughs> 40 quid coming out of your account. Um, you'd rather it be go to an away match, put it towards an away match or something like that. Like I've had some really good, um, been to some really good Cowling Cup away games in recent years, like Stoke and Leeds and um, places like that with really? big allocations. MK Dons. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's not. Um, it's a tournament where. You can get a ticket for you know you and your mates not not just yourself but your mates as well you know five or six of you can all go to a Cowling Cup away game. Um, remember Barnsley as well that was a really good one. Twenty pound a ticket normally as well rather than um, 
Yeah, yeah. It wasn't good if you were working behind the refreshment store and then away with 6,000 pissed up United fans throwing pies at your head. Well, it's worth saying about Ipswich fans tonight because um, they were charged 48 quid, I think, and although the, you know, the songs and things like that weren't the ones of championship teams and stuff, it's, it gets a bit annoying, you know, like... I wonder how championship games go, really, because they just must sing the same songs to each other all the time. But, um, yeah, they brought 5,000 at 46 quid, and just, just um, we're in hotel football f- recording this and just seeing them on the coach on the way home there and driving past, and I thought, you know, I'm glad I'm not you know, one of them, on that, one of them coaches at the moment. We work yeah. tomorrow. Of course you want to be on that coach. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Armstrong. Oh, who wants a fucking home game? Ipswich fans. Um... What Ant's just said about, you know, travelling all this way up and, you know, at cost and all that, yeah, it's, it's a valid point. <coughs> you know, we, we have to stand here um, a couple of hours before the game, putting on with absolute knobheads, you know, ranting, giving us grief, um, banging on coach windows, which, you know, when you've got seven fingers, it can be quite an intimidating <laughs> noise, that, but they, um, they, they do me nothing, honestly, clubs like that, and then we've got it even worse now, because Middlesbrough will rock up down here, and, and North East fans... When they turn up on mass, they're the worst for it. You know, if you, do you remember the Sunderland semi-final where we had to deal with more dickheads than we've ever dealt with? You know, it does my nothing. So, yeah, penalties hitting us. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gutted. About, I'm gutted about the fact that you know we're, we're going to have to put up with that again. Um, I'm gutted that we've missed out on a midweek away trip, which are always great. You know, you hit the you know South End. We had where else did we have? We had uh, we went to Scunthorpe. We had a bit of a lively night at Barnsley. You know, with that. Midweek, do you remember the midweek Chelsea one? Yeah. I think it was a quarter or a semi. You know, yeah. we had six thousand. That people was the best there. atmosphere of the season. Yeah, it was twenty odd quid. I think it was. Ryan Giggs still says that was his best yeah. performance yeah. in the last like fifteen years of his career. Yeah, yeah, I probably won't. I probably won't disagree with that. Um, that was when uh, the, the lad with um, red hair ran on the pitch after setting a flare off. And yeah. He was like, well, yeah, covered in all it as well. Yeah, he was still <laughs> covered in all the dust off his flare and then ran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we had another, there was two lads from Haywood as well about three or four years ago in, in a cup game with Chelsea and they ran on the pitch and beat the mascot up pretty before the game <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I respect that Ipswich bring five and a half thousand people although looking at them before the game it seemed that they rounded up everyone who wasn't a full shilling in Suffolk and put them on a coach and brought them up to Manchester and I can see that Man United away has got an attraction but then singing We Support Our Local Team and having a go at Manchester United fans for their support when there's a huge crowd there. You know, Ipswich Town took 480 people to Leeds United away only one week ago. There's loads of Ipswich fans there who've just come because it's uh, they've followed the glory. And I don't like it when clubs come and give it the big one like that. Aaron, did you see the game? What do you make of it? Well, I don't think that None of us can be too dissatisfied with a 3 0 win. Um, it was nice to see Van Al take it seriously tonight. He put a strong side out, unlike last year when we got tonked at MK Dons and uh, did all the fans who travelled down there a disservice. Um, watching it tonight, we, you know, we controlled the game largely as we, as we continue to do so. Um, but I, I just couldn't understand what he was trying to do. He's, he's got Matter on one side and uh, the young lad who's making his debut on the other, and, and both of them are looking to cut inside and, and, and narrow the play down. Um, I thought that. Pereira, you know, he showed a few good touches, trying to be, do a bit too much. Uh, I'm sure Van Aal will have, have a word with him after the game because, um, you know, he tried, he tried to take a few too many risks and we all know that he doesn't really like that. Um, you know, but a, win, a win's a win, isn't it? I, I was out on the street, I missed the Martial goal, but, you know, I've, I've, been, I've heard him 
described as scary tonight by one of the lads who were uh, coming, out, coming out of the ground. So, uh, you know, I, I, look, I look forward to watching that. Stu Edwards. Uh, Marshall's had a brilliant start <clears throat> to his United career. <coughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, got four goals in, what, the, about 120 minutes. He's already level with Falcao. <laughs> what can you say? Uh, again, I missed the goal tonight, but um, you've still got to put it in my net, whether it's against, whether it's in my net. Why did you miss the goal? Because you were selling fanzines. I was, uh, I, yes, I was across the car park near the ticket office trying to sell to school kids blowing hooters and waving flags. <laughs> People not without foundation get slated for leaving the games early. But I'm sat in a, a room here of people who have to leave early to sell, to provide Manchester United fans with a fanzine. Um, I missed Beckham's goal at Sellers Park in 96 because I was selling United We Stand. Travelled all the way there, which takes about three weeks from Manchester. Yeah. And missed it. You must have some... I missed um, Michael Owen's goal in the 4-3 because I was selling fanzines. Believe me, I know you've been away a lot fighting ISIS in, in, in Syria. <laughs> Which ones have you missed? Well, plenty in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. He's had half a day today for this game. <laughs> I've had it off work. I've had to use my old days, yeah. It's yeah, come all trapper for it. Thought I'd uh, to be a proper fan and... <laughs> Soak it all up today, yeah. Hip switch at home. 50 50 50 That's good, isn't it? Three, well, the, the results have picked up a little bit now, haven't they? Because there was a lot of despondency after the defeats in Eindhoven and Swansea. Yeah, and, I've, and I, mean, I still maintain that if we get a couple of injuries, I think we're going to struggle. Apart, after the first 11, I really do see us really struggling if we get a couple more injuries. Uh, Defence looks a bit of a problem. You can only go so long with Daly Blind at the black. Um, if we imagine playing City away, Chelsea, someone like that. You could get, he, was, he was exposed at Southampton <coughs> on Sunday. And it's a better side. It's a valid point. Pre previous seasons, you probably wanted you know, United to stay in the League Cup for a few rounds to give the fringe players uh, some, yeah. some, some game time. But this season, you're thinking who are our fringe players. Yeah. <laughs> so it's another game now, rammed in between, I think, City and Chelsea, where which, what teams are going to play? That's the biggest concern. You mentioned Blind, he put a brilliant ball in for Rooney for his first goal. Rooney scored tonight, his first goal at Old Trafford this season. Steve, you spoke about him on previous podcasts. Yeah, uh, look, what do you think of the Manchester United captain from Croxteth in the neighbouring city of Liverpool? Yeah, look, I, he's... Um, What's that now? 232 goals, 233 goals. Uh, four behind Dennis Law, about another, what, 13, 14 behind Bobby Charlton. I can't be doing with the grief he gets for the fact that, you know, he chucked, he's rattled out of the pram a couple of times. You know, he's been here, what, nearly 10, 11 years now. Fantastic player, fantastic contribution to United. Um, I think he's, you know, always been very, very sacrificial um, in terms of where he's played. He's he's done whatever's been asked of him, and I think he sacrificed probably another fifty to hundred goals in, in in where he's played for that club in in the time he's been there. And you know, he, he's 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 just an important person at the club. And you know, there's there's people who've you know, De Gea's pretty much done the same as what Rooney did. Roy Keane did the same as what Rooney supposedly did. And yet, you know, I think because of who he is and where he's from and all that kind of stuff, I think people have just sort of landed on him for that reason. But he's a magnificent player, important at the club. You can tell by 
you know, you listen to what other players say about him, um, about you know him being the voice in the dressing room, the captain, the leader, the inspiration to the younger kids, and that's what you want, you know. I mean, unfortunately, because he's not from Salford or from Middleton or or from from round round Manchester, he, he doesn't get people are on him like a flash. So you know, um, we'll see just how important Wayne Rooney is to Manchester United. Unfortunately, when he's not with us any longer. And Do you think he'll be in the season, Steve? He better be because I think he's too important. So do you think yes or no? Do I think he'll be here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My, I'm not sure. So. My concern along with Wayne Rooney continues to play for Manchester United is um, when Kyle Walker put his second touch in the net on the first game of the season. I had a bet with a mate of mine that he wouldn't <coughs> score 20 goals for United this season. And when he's starting at home in the League Cup against lower-ranked opposition, um, I'm starting to worry that I'm going to be paying him out. Yeah. I think, though, that... That lead, that when I, when somebody told me the starting lineup today, what it told me more than anything else was, um, it's a manager who knows he he has to win a trophy this yes. season. So I don't think that you know we talked about fringe players and youth players before. I think Louis Van Gaal is going to play because don't forget you know he's going to he's got one more game now before the quarter. Is that then it's the quarterfinals after that? So he's not going to dick about with rotation after that. He's going to think. You know, if I've got to win a trophy, then uh, then here we go. So, but yeah, I um, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he continues to play strong sides in, in the League Cup. And I actually I think it's better for the League Cup if you get a good balance of experienced strength players and a bit of people from the sort of academy. And I think I think the way to look at this tournament is is to look at the future of it and say maybe if they made it a rule that you know you play six from your from your first team squad and four or five academies in there, then that then might be the way forward, really. But I, I expect United to play a strong side throughout. Bloomy, can you give us a tactical analysis of the entire Ipswich Town team, please? I'll run through them all. And the goalkeeper <laughs> the number thirty three, obviously. Um, Bartos Bialkowski. Yeah, he was alright. Yeah. <laughs> number two, Jonathan Parr. Wasn't paying attention. The number nine, the captain, Daryl Murphy. Great Got man. subbed, I think. The number 10, <coughs> David McGoldrick. He was not bad, actually. I was pretty impressed with him. Have you ever thought of doing this professionally? <laughs> number 15, I thought he was all right. Number 15, to- Tommy O. Again, no idea. Number 16, Giles Coke. Great second so, name. <laughs> how many of the Ipswich players, seriously, lads, have you heard of? About two or three, I reckon. Two or three? Yeah, two or three. Number McGoldrick. Said it one to eleven. Is it correct that they've literally, from the team that played on Saturday at weekend, the team at tonight was completely yeah. Over. Ipswich changed it. It shows their priorities yeah. getting into the Premier League. What do you make of Mick McCarthy? Anyone? I'm not a fan, to be honest. Not a fan. No, never have been. Why? Why, why do you think he's a? What did you say? A hat. A hat with a T on the front and a W. Yeah. Uh, just don't like him. I just don't think he treated Keane. Correctly, simple as. Bloody, we fucking go. I've got no, I've got no problem. <laughs> you don't hold a grudge. Yes. <laughs> Did you see that midweek? Um, there was an article that was um, really trying to stir up trouble, as if he'd, he'd said it yesterday, and it was about Van Hal. Did you see it? No. And it went back to uh, Mick McCarthy's World Cup diary from um, 2002. Ah, yeah. Do you know when they qualified? Did yeah. you see the article? I, I, I saw <laughs> people know, talking about it, but I didn't read it. Like, and um, they weren't just saying. Van Hal, it, it made it out as if he was like really criticising Van Hal as the Manchester United manager today. But you know they, they changed all, they got all the comments out of his book about his, his exchanges with the Dutch in that qualifying tournament, and then tried 
cause it like building up the match. I think I don't, I don't know. What Journalists, eh? Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I heard. Um, by the way, you should Google that, a tree that looks like Mick McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Go, it's. It's honestly, it's the most amazing thing. Anyone listening to this podcast should Google tree that looks like Mick McCarthy, and tell me you won't laugh your head off. Um, I. I quite like the fella. I think he's always been pretty honest, pretty straight. Um, I can understand why I'd have an axe to grind with Roy Keane to be as well, but I'm not going to get into that. What I do think is Danny Higginbottom, who I've always had a lot of time for and respect for his opinion, and I think he's turning into a really good pundit. Um, he was on the radio, uh, was, was coming in in the car at about half three, um, and um, you know he speaks really straight. And, and he said, because he went... I don't know which club he, he must have gone to to work with McCarthy, but he went to on loan there and he just said he couldn't speak highly enough of how he was coached, how he was treated, the respect the guy was held at his club. So, the <laughs> so you know, I think you've got to listen to players when they're talking about like that and sometimes we, we get the old red-tinted specs on about what we see or what we think we've seen when the reality is, is we don't actually know a great deal about managers and coaches. So, you know, I, I'm quite willing to listen to what... Danny Ingebottom and loads of other players were said about him. We're coming to the end now. Old Trafford is emptying. There's only a few people outside the ground now. There's two more home games in the, the next week. Sunderland at home. They've not won a game. Wolfsburg at home. That's a big, big, big match given the defeat in Eindhoven. What are you expecting, Aaron? I'm expecting a home win. For both of them? <laughs> So they're all giggling now because you're looking at <laughs> pictures of a tree which looks like Mick McCarthy. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to Google it. <laughs> there, there really is a tree which looks like Mick McCarthy. who's very, very popular in Ipswich because of the job he's doing there. And they, I spoke to quite a few Ipswich fans. Their average crowds went from 25,000 a decade ago and dropped and dropped, steadily declined to 14,000 a year and a half ago. But McCarthy's given him hope. He knows that league very, very well. He's got four good strikers. He's very, very popular. And they're confident that he can bring them back into the Premier League. We last played at Ipswich in 2002. Um, do you miss away days at Ipswich? I remember when we won the league there in '94. A mate of mine swam across the River Orwell for a bet. <laughs> Guy Larkin. It's one of them grounds, isn't it? It's an old fashioned ground, there's not too many around, so yeah, in some respects, hope they come up. It's a good long away day, isn't it? Yeah. Steve, you don't like good long away days because you mean you have to go on a coach, Ipswich away? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's um, a good, what, four hours, something like that. It's uh, just, what, just what we need, so yeah, it, was, uh, it is one that we miss. Um, but um, you know, we, we've, we've got a good set of aways at the minute. Um, you know what went down and what came up was good, but yeah, it'd be good to have Ipswich back. It's not good for the north of England. We're losing all the teams. I really care. So what do you want? Do you want like Dover to get into the Premier League Dover, and Dover Truro and League. City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elgin, yeah, Elgin, Guernsey FC. We need to bring back the, yeah. the Anglo, the Anglo Scottish Cup and get Elgin. The, you made a good point there, Guernsey FC. Is Guernsey the furthest? domestic team who Manchester United could play because Guernsey I think are playing level, level 7 level 8 they're in the FA Cup they in the FA Cup have Jersey got a team Guernsey yeah. have got a proper team in the pyramid Guernsey, I mean they must have it just tremendous. depends on what level Guernsey away yeah. Guernsey, Guernsey have got to play Guernsey have got to pay the other team's expenses when they play them at home the problem is we'd have to get off though it costs them an absolute bomb yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be the downer. Be having to get off and coach and get on a boat because that'd just be chaos. <laughs> so we'd have people going, we'd have people going missing and everything. So, no, you want you want a good a good long goal. You know, Matty said on the last podcast, the perfect away is you know four three four hours on the bus, pub stop, great United performance and a good a good laugh on the way home. And I, I think that's pretty much the mentality that most United fans have got. You know. It's all right going to Wigan away for a 4,000 allocation or a Blackburn with 8,000, but at the end of the day, it's, you can't go up to too much mischief in 45 minutes. And yeah, I just walked out of rooms where people are delighted that Middlesbrough home <coughs> has been drawn because it means you don't have to travel. Oh, I know. If that was a way, that would have been not too bad. Yeah. Do you remember Middlesbrough away in the League Cup in 92 yeah. in the semi-final? Yeah. I was scared that night. <laughs> Mayhem, wasn't it? That was really rough. <coughs> yeah, Mayhem. You know, there's... Uh, more United coaches went to that game than any in the history of the club apart from a final or a semi-final. 106. Because you couldn't get there by train. I don't know why I know stuff like this. Like but, um, 106 <laughs> coaches went there. Because there was a 6,000 allocation. Yeah. Middlesbrough was rough at Ayrson Park. Yeah. Like you'd get there and they'd greet you with like an axe. Yeah. And um, I'm sure when... They come to Old Trafford that they won't be shy and retiring. 106 inside. coaches. 106 coaches times, yeah. Have we played them in the League Cup at home recently? Yeah, we played them. Um, was, um, Rodrigo, Possible and Pogatex. Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that was the one you were talking about after the Liverpool podcast when you said it was possibly the grimmest sell. That's one where... No, it wasn't. That was the league game, that. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, the tough yeah. opposition at home in cup competition just has to bits us. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that where Thingy got pneumonia again? Yes, no, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lads until the weekend we'll be doing another podcast after the Sunderland game on Saturday thanks for joining us until then goodbye